You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey guys, welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. My name is Shan, Mama of the Girls. This is season four. Um, this series will be primarily just about women who are out here just doing it up. And when I say doing it up, doing it in their own way, running their businesses, uh, not momming the traditional way, not uh, working the traditional way, just really out here cutting their own uh, pattern as to who they want to be and what they want to become. So this series is primarily about, uh, you know, great women who are among us and just really picking their minds and seeing what their why is. I'm very interested in what women today why is as to what they do, why they do it, um, how do they feel while they do it, and really just representing and shouting out other women. So that's what this series is. Welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. Let's get into it. Have you ever heard of Hey Black Mom? It's a brand and website dedicated to making Black mothers feel informed, inspired, safe, entertained, heard, and empowered through a global space of sharing telling stories and sharing narratives that the ever-complex melanin mommy can relate to. Hey Black Mom offers a platform for their voices to be exclaimed and applauded. Hey Black Mom was created by Jessica Jackson, a recovering sports journalist with a passion for words and stories. When she had her first child in 2016, her energy shifted and created heyblackmom.com. There, content ranges from columns about the dark side of motherhood, coronavirus, human interest pieces, such as the story of a mom and kidney failure fighting for her life. 
and features about black business, guest commentary, event coverage, and more. Visit the website to find out additional information about what Jessica is doing for us through storytelling. Be sure to subscribe to the email list. And while you're there, check out Hey Black Mom on social at Hey Black Mom. Jessica is passionate about the space she created and continues to develop and hope you will be too. Thanks for checking out Hey Black Mom. Now back to the show. Back to the show. Back to the show. And this is episode nine. And we are speaking on a lovely mother. Uh, very, uh, how can I explain it? Um, very hands-on, very fashionable mom through everything. Um, I've been watching her over the years from her into fashion to her into decor and I'm just like oh gosh she's an interior design too and you know I've just seen her really grow and then she's really into you know making a plate look fashionable and she's a traveling chef she's a mother of two she's a wife and she's doing it all and she's looking good while she do it and her name is Mrs. Kia Denise Welcome. Hey, hey, hey. I love that intro. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Um, tell the people about yourself. Like, who is Kia? Um, Kia Denise is um the head chef of Cooking with Kia and Kia Denise LLC. Um, she loves fashion. She's a go getter, and she is probably the hardest hustler that she knows. <laughs> hey, so like, when I when I came across your page, I was like, okay, she's into fashion. I'm into fashion, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna just keep my eye on her. And then I was like, okay, she's into like good decor. Okay, and then just I feel like out the blue, this passion and this love for cooking came. And I'm just like, what is this? What else can she do? And I'm just like, where did this come from? So I want to know where your love for fashion came. I want to know where your love for, like, I feel like design and fashion goes hand in hand. So I understand that. Yeah. And like this complete love and passion for cooking and plating. I'm just like, oh my God. So um, I have a very strong background in art. Um, I used to like get the awards, like top student. Like I just love art. I love beautiful colors. I just I could stare at it all day. So when I fell in love with fashion, um, I used to watch runway shows and I I used to see like the colors flowing down the runway and I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. These women look beautiful. Like oh, you know. And I started to like dress my friends. I will always I was a thrift store shopper. Mm-hmm. So I would get all the bold, bright colors and paranoid, and I would shop for my friends. And then my sister would ask me to style her, and that's kind of how I really got started into styling. And I started just styling my sister, and we would like take pictures and post it on Facebook and everything. Um, but what I noticed within the fashion industry and styling was it's a high demand, but a lot of people who are hiring you are also just getting started as well. So styling is extreme as f okay like exactly. you have to go to this store to get this piece you have to send 20 emails just to have three people say you can pull from them 
you have to have insurance you have to do this and this and you know I did it for a while and it you know it paid off well and I never do anything for money but because half of my styling gigs I wasn't even paid for but what I learned was the strenuous like the stress was way too much like it just was like too much for me to be receiving like too little and I'm not even like talking about like profit I'm talking about like my credit like you know I would have people your sweat (laughs) you know like I would be ripping and running all day for people to post pictures to not even give me the credit of styling I'm like no so when I had my first son you know us moms we shift gears like yeah we are it's all about the baby now I have to put food on this table this style and stuff is cute but it's not it's not bringing in any income mm-hmm. so um I always loved food and when I say like always I'm talking about like seven eight nine I'm sitting in the house summertime while everybody outside playing mm-hmm. and my mom like why are you in the house and I'm sitting there literally watching Emerald Lagasse Food <laughs> Network seeing him sprinkle some parsley and going bam and I'm like oh my god he said bam when he put the parsley on the food yeah at that time I didn't know that it's like so weird how everything came full circle like at that time I didn't know that I would be in love with cooking but I just knew that me watching the food network and watching how they cooked and everything was like so like it just was so fulfilling to me Mm-hmm. My mom used to be like, girl, you just ate. You can't be hungry. I'm like, mom, I'm yeah. not hungry, but for some reason, I'm yeah. interested. I didn't know why. I'm too young, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I had my first son, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to feed this little man. Right. Because um, at that point, me and my husband, we was going out every day, every weekend. Oh, we going to restaurants. No. Girl, we just tossing the money out the window. Hey, no. the money. So when we had our first son, I'm like, holy shit, I have to cook for this little human. And um, that's when I got on Pinterest. And Pinterest, I'm like, oh, my, what are these recipes? And, yeah. you know, and what I don't do well is I don't follow instructions well. I dropped out of college Eva! twice. <laughs> I dropped out of college twice. I do not like taking orders from people. I just don't. Like, my whole life I knew eventually I would be doing something by myself like I knew I would be working for myself because I just I cannot so I would look at the recipes on Pinterest and um I would just look at it and like okay they did this all right let me do this you know I got the base of it but now let me put my own little you know twist on it that's what I like to um like specializing I like to I can look at a recipe but then all right let me put the key spin on it you know let me add a little bit more seasoning salt then what they're talking about that one pinch of salt and pepper you know how they how they cook their food um so (laughs) so when I started looking at Pinterest and I started doing the recipes and everything um you know us mom we we hit motherhood full on it's like full speed ahead we don't care about nobody else not even our damn selves yeah so I'm out here looking crazy as hell my son is wearing the flyest of the flyest and I'm just oh I'm seeing I'm just like okay how does how is she doing this girl I'm looking crazy so what I started to do was this is when Instagram the story option came about because a lot of my followers were like girl you disappeared I disappeared after I had my first son I was gone like three four months y'all ain't see me nothing so after I got on an Instagram story I'm like my my day-to-day life 
I didn't say it was boring, but it's really basic. I'm in the house with my baby. You know, I ain't take my son outside till he was like six months. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's first time mom's child. So I'm like, how can I keep my audience engaged with me when I'm not styling anymore? I'm not even leaving my damn house. So I said, I'll cook. You know, I'm already cooking and I like to make my food look pretty. And the way I cook, and this is every time I cook, I don't care what time of the day it is. Y'all can judge if y'all won't. But when I cook, I need my music. If it's the morning, I'm either sipping a mimosa or if it's at night, I'm either sipping a glass of wine. I just, I like to cook and like be in the mood and, you know, like really enjoy it. And I feel like that's what honestly makes my food good. So when I started sharing my Instagram story, people was like, oh my God, like this is a vibe. Like your food look good. What's this playlist you playing, you know? oh my god okay they like it and that's when people started asking me about teaching them how to cook and I'm like teach me how to cook girl right I'm teaching myself how to cook you know so um I ended up pregnant with my second son and at this point I'm telling my husband I'm like listen I'm not going back to my job so you got me two boys yeah we best to figure it out I'm not working no more (laughs) yeah so like um he was like, why don't you just start cooking classes? And I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. And then how I did my cooking classes was I didn't want it to be so teaching, teaching. I wanted to bring what I do in my kitchen to people. So I kind of made it like a trap and cook type of thing, you know. So when we do my cooking classes, it's music, drinks, you know. It's like a real, you know, vibe. It's like, yeah, an experience. So that's what I started bringing to them. And when I tell you them things took off and I was like, oh, hell, you know, <laughs> okay, yeah. people like this. So um, when I started being booked for a catering gig, I got booked for um, a gig in Arizona. And I was like, y'all want to hire me to do what now? Like, yeah. that's when I was like, oh, I need to step it up. So that's when I started looking at plating and colors and and how to like really make like a plate pop then once I did that I started doing like private chef gigs and from there it just like it just like took off like I just absolutely love I like my aesthetic is like you know beautiful things like I love my plating and I love fashion I love art so I try to pretty much like combine everything like if you see my post it's pretty much most of my posts I'm like this is art this is yeah, not food it is. don't you dare call this food this is art like, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know what to put on the plate first to make it sit how it do look how it do and I'm just like oh my god and then the way that you you brought it in where you know you were into fashion and then you still see that fashion because I've never seen you cook or be within a experience of a, a cooking experience, and you ain't dressed to the nines. <laughs> she the chef though, like I'm not understanding. And then when when you remodeled your kitchen, I'm just like, wait a minute. And then yeah. she's like, oh yeah, and I'm working on you know my uh my my book. I'm just like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she's not stopping and I'm just like 
I don't stop. I'm a workaholic. I had, listen, I got my first job at the age of 11. I was being paid under the table because, and this is a funny story because I had posted this on somebody's page the other day. My mom, like, when we was, was shop, she would buy me the ugliest clothes. The ugliest clothes. She just would be like, she was cheap. She okay. was cheap. She would be like, hey, it's this. I'm like, no, mom, this is ugly. She's like, well, you going to wear it because I'm paying for it. And I sat there and I said, I'm getting a job because... <laughs> I need to buy my own stuff. Like I said, I was always into fashion. And I'm like, you got me out here looking crazy. Mm -hmm. So I got my working papers. And I got my first job at 11 at this law firm. Girl, I know what I was doing. All I knew is he was paying me like $8,000 an hour. I went and got my own little cell phone. I went and bought all my school clothes for my, um, for my, what was that? My 12th grade year. I mean, my eighth grade year whatever that was yeah I and after I got a taste of that I was like oh my god I'm never going back I love having my own like where is your family from where are you from we're from South Philly and Southwest boom I'm from Southwest Philly (laughs) my parents parents are Jamaican but that whole drive of do it yourself is an updoor thing so now I completely get it Done. Yeah, we from 54th Springfield, girl. <laughs> I don't play that. Like, and then, but it was only like me. Like, I was the middle child. Like, my little sister was spoiled. My brother could never do no wrong. But me, like, I was, I was working forever. So, like, when I was in, how old was I? I was a sophomore, and I was leaving school at 10:30 because I had way too many credits. Because, I, like I said, I took all the art programs. I took all the art. I took sewing. I took the cooking class. I took home decor. I took all of that. So once they dropped our credit, um, like our credit recommendations, I was way above. So I was leaving school at 1030. Girl, I was going to King of Pressure Mall working a full-time job. <laughs> My sophomore year, I was working a full-time job. Oh, man. Not even I never played about my coins. So when y'all see me doing all of this, I'm just like, I love the thrill of like getting to it. I swear it's just like, like when we got stuck with this virus and this quarantine thing, I was like, I was really sad the first day because I like, all my clients was like postpone, cancel, postpone, cancel, and I'm like, okay, devil, you really trying to fuck with me right now? Like, all right, cool. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, what can I do? And I'm like, I'm going to do virtual classes. Boom, I got what to say, hey. Girl, (laughs) okay, I got the tripod. Let me set this up. My kitchen is cute, you know. Yeah. And at my my classes, I still bring the good music. We still taking shots. We still toasting. We still all via camera, child. Mm Mm-hmm. Off your camera, I'm like, I y'all not stopping me. I don't care what's going on. And then I said, on top of that, okay, let me sell my recipes. I'm in a house now. I don't have nothing but time to type these recipes. I might as well sell them. And somebody be like, well, why are you not selling your classes for like $30, $40? I'm selling them for $10 because we all going through a struggle time right now. So why would I hit y'all over the head right. with the price? Well, I know damn well, if somebody told me $30, I wouldn't want to pay that for myself. Yeah, you're going to be resistant, but if it's $10, you'd be like, okay, that's nothing. 
you know it's ten dollars and i'm giving you it's like a break and i'd be telling moms like put your kids to bed like i really want y'all to really just like unwind and like have a good time half the people that did my first class they all came back they was like that was so like fun therapeutic i actually needed that like can you send me your playlist like you know so like i said like i really don't do it for the money i just know like like myself i need certain things like that you know, I need to still feel sane and I need to still keep it moving and, you know, have a good time. So that's what I just try to bring to, you know, my clients and everything. Because at the end of the day, I do all of this out of love. Like, I 100% love this. And it's, like, so weird to me how all of this came full circle because, like I said, I used to watch Food Network and everything. And I'm like, holy shit, I am actually a chef. And now I'm I'm applying to Food Network, sh- like, shows. As you should, <laughs> have, because I feel like girl, more women would watch it, especially when they could relate. And exactly, you're going to take the, the, uh, out of cooking. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Like, I, people be like, they used to be like, how do you cook every night after work? Because I enjoy it. Like, yeah. honestly, if I'm in a bad mood, Y'all getting hot dogs and baked beans. I'm not even about to fake the phone. <laughs> not, even, not even about to. Because what I tell myself is, if I'm not putting love into it, no matter what I'm doing, like no matter what I'm making, it could be filet mignon. If I'm not putting love into it, it's not going to turn out good. Right. It's not. So when everybody be asking me, like, how does your food turn out good? It's because I really cook with my whole heart. Like, mm-hmm. I be in my clients' homes, dancing in their kitchen, dancing with them. I got this one video. I was in Atlanta cooking for a client. Her mom was on crutches, girl. Her mom dropped the crutches. Me and her in the kitchen dancing. Like, <laughs> you gotta do this with your whole heart. If not, it's not gonna work, you know? And that's with anything. So that's what I like, you know, try to bring the people like a good time and uh, I just love it. Girl, you got me getting emotional. I cannot. Yeah, you should and it's inspiring for women and just people in general to connect with something they love to do and figure out figure out how to move that into creating the life they want to live. And you right. you are the epitome of doing that. And to do that and have family and have support, like how did you develop a team of people to help your vision become what it is? So, um, I think when I first started, my mom probably just looked at it as it was like a hobby. Mm-hmm. But as I started to travel more and, you know, as people like started to reach out to me more and, you know, I'm doing interviews more. My mom was sitting back like, oh, shit, my daughter is actually doing the damn thing. Like, you know, like, you know, my mom was always hardest on me. Like I said, I was the middle child. So, um, when I had my first son, she's like, all right, you, know, you do that shit yourself, you know, whatever, that's your son. Yeah. When I had my second son and my business actually picked up, she really stepped up, really stepped up. And my husband, he is like the biggest supporter. And he like, like right now, I'm like, um, husband, I, I got to go take this interview. He like, all right, I'll put the boys to bed, you know? Mm-hmm. Or I'll say, husband, I got a gig on Thursday. He's like, all right, I'll take, you know, them, go do what you got to do or whatever. So he, and don't get me wrong, it's times where he like, all right, now you're doing a lot now, you know? Yeah. 
need you home, da 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 da. It's like yeah. when I when I take something on, it's like forcing me to head. I'm like gun hoes, like mm-hmm. nonstop. But he really, he really is very hands on with the boys, and he's the entrepreneur himself. So, with a lot of the times are like he'll be doing his thing, tap out. I gotta go do my thing. I come back. He gotta go do his thing. You know, yeah. so. It's a lot of ripping and running, and then that's kind of where my mom comes into play. And like my sister, she, um, we like best friends. We're two years apart. She steps in a lot. But what I've been noticing now with my whole family is they see that this is, that I'm really building something. Like even my brothers, like, you know, to, to them, I'm little Kiki, like, Kiki, all right, Kiki, all right, you know. But now that they actually see that, I'm getting attention from people and like I'm really starting to, you know, book some high profile clients and everything. They're even stepping up. So, I mean, I guess it's unfortunate that it took for it to get to this point where they can take it serious. But now that they're, we're here and they're supporting me the way that they are, it's just a beautiful thing. And as far as building the team, it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. It is so fucking hard like I don't understand why it's so hard like I was just at a point like three months ago where I'm like yo my team is legit we in here we doing this but I will tell you this and you will barely find anybody that's going to believe in your dream as much as you do that's the unfortunate thing about a team a lot of people come in here thinking that this shit is jokes and it's fun. I be having people that I hire, they quit a week later because they're like, oh, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of people that just look at the glitz and glamour and I'm like, no, baby, when you when my edges is sweat out and I'm out here looking crazy, y'all don't see that part. I don't have to show you that part, but this is what it takes for me to get to, you know, my next level. Mm-hmm. I've been hiring and firing people this whole year. Hiring and firing, like Kanye said. <laughs> Yo, hiring and firing, it just makes, I just be scratching my head, like, why? Like, I just don't, you know, I don't understand it. But unfortunately, it builds much tougher skin. Like, when I fired my first person, girl, I cried. <laughs> because I have a lot of people who, who I'm paying who actually are dependent on the income from me. Yeah. But I have to choose my company over that person. And that's what I've gotten a lot better with. Mm-hmm. It's like, listen, it's either you are my fucking business going down the drain. And I'm not having it. Right. I, because I if, if something's wrong, they're not going to say, you know what, her worker, such and such, did this. They're going to say, no, it's oh, back her. Yes. Yes. It's coming back on me. So I got like, you got to go. All right. Good to know you. Got to go. You fight. Yeah. I love you. You gotta go. And yeah. don't get me wrong. Everybody who I have let go, I still talk to. Mm-hmm. They still hit me up for advice. I still like my old assistant. We were texting today. Like I just, I'm not that kind of. I'm not an evil like person. You know, like I'm a very kind-hearted person. I wear my heart on the sleeve. So if I ever let anybody go, it's never like ill will. Is and they know it too. Like they know. It's a learning thing because if you can, you know, do something professionally and be like, you know what, you're not a right fit, but I don't want to see you mm-hmm. in life. Let me know exactly. if you need anything. That's for them to understand, you know what, it wasn't personal. 
is really it wasn't a, ever. that wasn't a right fit for me and they seen that and they could respect it and that's what it boils exactly. down to exactly yeah. I never had nobody that I let go tell me I was wrong for doing what I had to do yeah. like never it's like they just knew like yeah I was fucking up okay you know like my one assistant her side job was photography I let her go a couple months ago and I cried because she was the first person I brought on board you know she really was my rider and everything but she just had a lot going on I'm having my event May 23rd I hit her up like hey you want to do the photography for my, for my event she was like hell yeah you know like that's the kind of person I am I'm not you know I'm not mean or evil but if it comes down to you or my business, yeah. it's going to be my business. Right. I done sacrificed way too much. My ass done been in the hospital for this business. Mm-hmm. I done lost weight, gained weight, lost weight again. Mm-hmm. Stressed my hair falling out, lost my edges. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, uh, it's my business over, over all y'all. Because you got to take care of other people, you know. You are not alone. Then <laughs> when I took this it was cute when I was still working my nine to five and doing this, but when I quit my nine to five, oh, it's, I don't got time. So no games. Oh yeah. So with, with everything going on, how do you find the balance in like, okay, you know what? I need to be here now. This has to be turned off or this has to be on pause. How do you find the balance and everything? It took me a while. Um, I really stressed myself. <laughs> Woo. So I, I quit my job a week before my wedding. Oh, wow. Stress! Um, girl, mind you, I'm already thin as hell. Listen, let me take some more. Okay. So, I'm already stressed the hell out from planning this wedding. We paid for our wedding ourselves. Um, but we made it happen. So, I quit my job once the whole wedding was paid off and everything. And after that, we were broke pretty much broke like the gifts and everything that we received pretty much covered not even 10% of what we put out for the wedding so when we what we did with that was we just paid our mortgages off you know paid the mortgages off I paid like my pico because I, I have a triplex so my mortgage is covered by my tenants so I didn't have to worry about that um so once we did that now I'm like stressed and I'm like okay I have to figure this out I didn't exactly know how far I was going to go with this, but I knew that 9 to 5 was going to kill me. It just was stressing me out. I was coming home, yelling at my boys, because now I'm taking this frustration home from work, you know? Yeah. I'm working 9 to 5. I'm picking my son up at 6, 6.30. Dinner done by 8.30, 9 o'clock. Y'all going to bed by 9.30. It's just, it was too much. You don't feel like you see your people. You feel like you're doing things. You're not... when I sat there, I said, I spend about four hours with my son out of a day. Yeah. That's too, that's horrible. And when I did them calculations of them hours, I said, oh, this is not going to work. And I knew my son was going to kindergarten and we was looking for private school. So I said, eventually one of us going to have to quit. Yeah. Because he was getting off work at 10. I'm getting off work at five. That's not going to work. He's damn sure not catching no school bus. Right. So, um, when I quit my job and everything, I'm already stressed out from trying to think how to get this, you know, this money coming in. You know, I like a certain amount of money in my account to make sure, you know, I'm not stressing and everything. So, 
when I had people playing with me and my company and everything, I'm like, y'all, all y'all gotta go. It was to the point where it was just like me and one other person. And I started with like five, six people. And I'm like, I would rather do this shit myself. Mm-hmm. Rather do this shit myself. And it's so funny because I'm damn near at that point again. Like people don't yeah. even know, like, I'm like, give me, I'm like, listen, you take off for a month, you take off for a month, you you don't want to do this no more, don't do it no more. I'm mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I done I done sacrificed way too much. Like I got babies to feed. Right. And my boys eat like grown ass men. Mm-hmm. Okay. My refrigerator is damn near empty and I just grocery shop two days ago and they're six and two. I just don't understand it. Same over here. Same over here. Like, I'm like, y'all do not eat like this in school. What the hell is going on? Yeah. So when it comes to a team, it's like really hard. So from when you started, uh, do you find yourself changing the quote unquote interview questions? Are they more detailed? Are they more like direct? Like, this is like an average day. Could you handle that? Is it? Is it that versus the slide at the beginning? So, it's funny because I know myself. <laughs> I am very, like I said, I wear my heart on sleeve. I am very like, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I have brought on my hiring manager, and she cut throat. She like, oh, I ain't saying that shit. Yeah. So, she does want my hiring. <laughs> I don't even sit at the interviews. Like, I don't... She she tell me who she hired. I'd be like, all right. Because I know she don't play, so... Yeah. I don't do... I know I cannot do the hiring. Like, I cannot. That's... Because everybody be freaking working for me, okay? Right. Everybody. So, she does all my hiring. That's... That's not in my forte. And I read in one book... Um, I forget it. But... It was like, you know, work smart, not hard. You know, if you don't feel like it's something, if you don't feel like you can do that job, hire somebody to do it for you. Mm-hmm. You because know, in the beginning, I was just bringing on everybody. And I'm like, why is this not working? So when I sat back, I said, you can't hire people. Yeah. You hire everybody. And then when she stepped up to the plate, I was like, bad, because she has a background in HR. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this works better. Like, people know not to... Like, people know not to play with me, mm-hmm. but they know not to play with her. <laughs> you know? That's they true. know, like, I be having people be like, you know, I'm scared of her. I'm like, good. You should be. Good. And, and, and how do you feel like you got somebody that has your back on what you're trying to do? Exactly. So you can focus on exactly. what you're trying to do. So Exactly. So then how I feel like my business is able to grow so much is because I was doing everything. I was doing my shopping. I'm doing my emails. I'm doing hiring. I'm doing this, this, and this. And like I said, I'm stressing myself the heck out. So when I sat there and I read that one book, I'm like, it's time to stack your money so you can start hiring people to take this stress away from you. Mm-hmm. And what I also felt like I was focusing so much on like hiring and emails and all this other stuff that I wasn't having time to create and like I said my background in art is very strong so I'm a creator I love to create I love to experiment you know so when I felt like I wasn't doing it I started to kind of like get down and I'm like oh my god I'm tired of making the same food like you know I'm a Gemini we get bored easily me too June 4th okay 
I need to be Wait, for Yes, I'm June 3rd. Stop it. Listen, we are the same people. Oh my God. Listen, I get bored. I'm like, F this. I'm done. I, yes. I get bored. So when I started to realize, like, I'm not creating anything. I'm not putting on new recipes. This is this is not what I signed up for. This is when I really started bringing people on. I start, I hired an assistant. I hired um, staff for my cooking classes. I hired my hiring manager. Um, I hired my my head assistant who took over all my emails. Um, and then once I did that, I had more time with my family. I had more time, excuse me, I had more time to create, you know. I felt like, okay, this is, this is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like, so I feel like that's why my business was able to grow, like, a lot of people were like, I don't need no team. You do. I honest, I think I swear you do. <laughs> yeah. You if you want to be your absolute like, best, you do. Because when I can't create, I feel like I can't breathe. And then everybody yeah, gets, like, everybody gets the front of that. I start yelling. I start being frustrated. And I'm not even frustrated at you. I'm frustrated at this. And uh, to have We people, irritated over everything. Listen, to have people that understand that. And for your husband to be also an entrepreneur, he understands and Mm -hmm. you guys can, you know, work with each other. That's what it takes. And that's why I'm just like, you know what? I'm single because I know the person that's going is going to take to be where I need them to be with me has to also also be a creative, has to also have a drive. And I can't, I can't do nothing less. They have to. Like, at my old job, I would be talking to my co-workers and they'd be like, why do you want to quit your job? Why do you want to become an entrepreneur? I'm like, why don't you? I'm so confused. You can't be here forever. And mind you, it's the co-workers that have been there for 15, 16 years. But mind you, y'all, we damn near the same age. Yeah. Y'all been there 15, 16 years and all y'all do every goddamn day is complain. Why do you want to stay here? I don't want to be at a job where I got to complain about it. And then that's when I start cutting off people who wasn't like-minded. And I also think that's kind of what helped me. I would have people that I was holding on to just because we got history of friendship and everything. I start cutting people off left and right. I don't give a shit how long I knew you. If we're not having the same like-minded conversations, it is no point of me no longer talking to you because... You complaining is only going to stress me the hell out, and that is no good for my business and my my the way I think and everything. So that's another thing that kind of plays into like being a successful, you know, entrepreneur. You got to cut that dead weight and them them people, them negative people, and people who do the small talk and gossip and all that. That shit got to go. Like, Listen, when I tell people, I, 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 I like my phone dry. I like my phone dry. Listen, super dry. Don't call me for nothing. When I you, yo, people do not listen. This is how bad it is. My <laughs> my family be like, "Hey, you not be around." No, because it's nothing but drama. Y'all get the fuck on my nerves. Y'all negative Nancy's. Like my sister be calling me like, "Hey, they call me three times with this bullshit." I'm like, "Oh, they ain't call me. They know not to call me." Yes. Call me. Yes. Because kids not. They yeah. not. They tried it in the beginning, and I just start hanging up. I put my own family members on the block list. 
Like, I have a lot of family that I got that don't have my phone number, nor do they know where I live at. Listen, listen, when I tell you barely any of my family was invited to my wedding, Mm -hmm. I'm not playing with y'all. Y'all negative. Y'all negative. Y'all nasty people. Y'all always got something to say. Like, that's not helping me out in what I'm trying to do in my life. Like, y'all gotta go. And I, and people, my cousin, like, when he was locked up for a long time, he came home, he was like, that's trifling. You don't have no relationship with your family. Girl, within the first month, he done fought his daughter. He done fought his child. I said, no. Why? Do you see why? I have no ties to you guys. Yeah, there's different family dynamics. So, like, I have friends who have their father and their mother that didn't married for, like, what, 30-something years. Their brother come to the house. They eat every Sunday. And I see them, but it's like looking at a museum because there's no right, one right. in my family that's like that. So, right, right. for me, it's kind of like when I meet people that give me good vibes, and good energy. I'm just like, I create my family. The people I'm right, related right. to is by default. So exactly. That's I ain't how I y'all. see people. <laughs> that's how I see people. That's how I am. Like, honest to God, it's crazy. I consider people that I've met on Instagram family more than I do my own family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actions. Yeah, like, actions are better than the time. You know how like us Geminis are we pick up on energy mm-hmm. like I can meet somebody for two minutes and be like oh man you're not gonna work we're not yeah. gonna get along yeah. this is not gonna this ain't gonna mm-hmm. you know and then I can meet another person and be like oh my god we're besties for life right like you, I can talk they feel like they feel like home and it's just like okay. you know it feels comfortable yeah so with my family and my um my dad's side of the family I love my dad's side of the family like you know they're quiet they're you know they they handle their business they move on <sighs> so my mom's side of the family is like y'all still getting the brawls and the yeah. projects like I just don't understand that you know right. like that's not where I, we're not doing that I ain't doing that like mm-hmm. and it took me a long time to become okay with cutting people off. Now, I read you out of my life, and I don't give two drops of a dime. I'm cool. Because mm-hmm. I know my inner peace protecting that. Protecting your peace plays out so much greater than what you think. Like, protecting, a lot of people think, like, oh, you're just being selfish. But no, that comes with a lot. Like, I'm happy in my home. Therefore, now my kids are happy. Now my, my husband is happy. My household is happy. Right. You know, like, it's a lot of things that plays into your your inner peace mm-hmm. and my inner peace means way more to me than damn near anybody if it's not my immediate family I got like eight brothers one sister <coughs> if, if it's not them my nieces and my nephews mm-hmm. uh, y'all y'all be alright y'all, okay. <laughs> <laughs> y'all be okay so, y'all be like, okay whenever you find yourself in like a creative rut or you you need you need to get out of the element that you're in. What helps you with that? Um, traveling, which makes me really sad now because I can't. <laughs> like last year, I traveled so much. Like what I do when I travel, I just like to go to random places. I like to go off the grid. Like we, anytime we go out of the country. 
we'll be on the resort, but we like to visit the countryside. Right. So I'm in the people houses who ain't got no electricity, and they cooking for us, and we tasting their food, and like Dominican Republic, I went to the country, and they made this rice, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, and that just, it sparks like this flame, because you think you know everything, and then you get out here, and it's like, well, what the hell? Yeah, and that's perfect for you, because a lot of chefs like to be like, oh, this is this type of food, and you taste it, and be like, this ain't, this ain't that. So if you connect with it, and you know for real that food, that food is gonna be, it's gonna speak for itself. Yeah, and I like I like to take like a little piece of like everything. Like I went out LA twice last year, and um, my one staff member was like, um, what she said, let's go to some taco restaurant. It was like a mainstream restaurant. I said, no. How about we go to them? You see them, them people in the corner with that stand, with that taco station? I'm going there. Yeah, that's where I want to go. She was like, ew. I said, girl, ew. You. Right. that's about to be the most authentic tacos you probably ever had in your life mm-hmm. like I enjoy traveling and if I can't travel I watch documents on Netflix I watch the Food Network like I just like I enjoy it so much it's like ridiculous I just downloaded um, because my sons they take over my TVs like I don't I have no rights to my television whatsoever <laughs> So it's so sad. I'm so tired of watching Blippy and I can't even boss baby and I'm over it. So I downloaded this app and in the morning we do his, we do my son's tutoring and everything. And then I give him an hour on a phone. So for an hour on a phone, cause I'm like, if I gotta be stuck in this house, I need some kind of inspiration. Yeah. So I downloaded the Food Network app and I just watch all these cooking shows. And, and I just sit there and I'm here. You said what? Do you have a favorite chef? That is... That's tough. No. I mean, I love Guy Fieri because he has personality. Bobby Flay is my boyfriend. So that's that. Um, Even my husband knows it. So (laughs) fight me. Um, (laughs) um, Trisha's home cooking. I like her. Um, Ina Gar and I like her. I just... I don't I don't really have a favorite like I can sit there and watch all of them and just pick apart little things and then implement that into like my you know style of cooking like I sat there earlier while I was typing the recipes and I watched like four shows and I instantly was inspired I was instantly inspired so or even if I take a walk and if I see like a beautiful bush of flowers I'll take them and when I'm plating, like, say, my hors d'oeuvres or something, now I'm implementing the flowers that are blooming. Like, you know, like, I find... The thing about artists is, like, we find inspiration in, like, anything. <laughs> yeah. Child, if the sky is blue, I'm like, oh, my God, the sky is blue. I'm going to get up and cook today. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, yesterday it was raining and cloudy. I was like, oh, I'm not cooking nothing. Y'all can eat these tater tots, you know. Right, that's how I feel when it's cloudy. I'm just like, oh, it look like this, yeah. but I'm not doing nothing. Exactly. Earlier, I'm like, oh, the sun is out. I'm like, y'all want these fried chicken wings? All right, I'm going to do fried chicken wings, and I'm going to do five spiced chicken wings. You want to try this sauce? I'm going to make this sauce. You know, like, so I think, you know, traveling helps helps to inspire me, you know, and just watching, you know, shows inspire me. And when I'm watching shows, I don't want to watch the people like, this is going to sound bad. 
earlier I was watching a show, I'm not going to say the name of it, but whatever, like, you know, they was making like fried chicken, macaroni and cheese. And I'm like, girl, I make that shit already. Next. Yeah. You know, give me something that's going to push my, my the makeup. Box. A challenge. You know, like, yeah. that's the kind of shit. I, and I think that's just the Gemini in us. Like, give me this challenge. Like, I love it. Like, I love half the times when I'm booked for gigs. Like, I had somebody hit me up. She was like, can you cook Greek food for me? I go, sure can. Yeah. I ain't cooked Greek food a day in my goddamn life. But you're to learn. You, you Girl, like, but you I don't need, I, exactly. I love yeah. that challenge shit. I'd be like, bet. Yeah. Bet. You want to challenge me? Bet. <laughs> <laughs> bet. So I researched it. I looked it up. I tried out recipes. I'm like, bet. I got it. Now I got a Greek menu. People are like, a Greek menu? I'm like, yeah, why not? You know, like when people hit me up for like retreats and I never did them a day in my life, I, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, so when it comes to like prepping, let's say you're doing like a catering gig, when it comes to prepping, how how many months in advance do you need to really fulfill what they're asking? Shit, child, please. I need two days. <laughs> I need, it depends on the amount of people, but like I had somebody hit me up, what's today? Tuesday, I had somebody hit me up yesterday. She was like, can you do a private dinner for me and my boyfriend? You know, it's his birthday. Can I get the filet mignon with the grilled lobster? Da, 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 da. I'm like, yep, sure can. Mm-hmm. And it's Thursday. I had somebody hit me up Saturday morning to book me to do her boyfriend's dinner. And that's the video I posted. It was like the filet mignon with the crab and um, the salmon and all of that. She hit me up Saturday morning. But mind you, Saturday morning, I'm already on my way to cater a private brunch so now I have to call my assistant like all right I need you to shop for this this is the grocery list I hurry up and write the grocery list I'll send it to her she gets the grocery list bring it to me now Sunday afternoon we on our way to this client house that literally just booked me Saturday morning I don't listen I'm I'm getting to it <laughs> I love like and I don't know if that's just a Gemini but I love that challenge shit I just I feel like it just keeps me pumping. It keeps me going. It's exciting to me, you know. Like, we don't like boring stuff. No, we don't like boring stuff. Spontaneous, so you hit it. <laughs> spontaneous child, that be getting my blood boiling. Like, yes, absolutely. Like, I had somebody who hit me up. Um, she hit me up like a month ago, and it was for like seventy-five people. On a Saturday, I think she hit me up on like that Wednesday. Her caterer, her can't no, it was for forty people. Her caterer, her caterer, her flaked on her, just completely disappeared. She hit me up to like, I know it's extremely last minute, and you may not be able to do it, but I thought I'd just give her a try to hit you up. Girl, did it. She hit, she emailed me like you're the fucking shit. I was like, listen, challenge me, okay? What's that challenge? Challenge? What's that little jump rope game we used to play? challenge me please I love it yeah. and especially with like stuff like that I'm she's like it's my 30th birthday I feel like it's all over I'm like no girl I got you don't worry she's like really I'm like yeah don't worry I got you she was like I'm not gonna lie I didn't think it was gonna work out the way it did no I got you I had a client hit me up for his mom um 80th birthday party it was like on a Tuesday the birthday party was on a Friday he was like how the fuck did you pull that off I'm like listen that's the difference between people that do good business and people that are just in business. Yeah. And and like I was saying earlier, how all of this like really came in the full circle is because 
I feel like my background in everything, my background in art, me watching the Food Network, and even when I was working at King of Prussia Mall, my customer service was A1, like, unmatched. Like, my people, they used to send me to the front of the store, like, you go to the front of the store. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, I used to get all the customers, all the customers. My mm-hmm. nine to five at the, um, I was at a retirement home. I was, a, um, I was concierge. Mm-hmm. My residents loved me like when I tell you love <laughs> when I will call out and somebody else will sit at the desk they will be calling my cell phone like Lakia why are you not here right. this person has no idea of what to do like you know old people dramatic child mm-hmm. they don't know what to do so when I told them I was leaving when I tell you crying they, my residents cried they was like what 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 are we supposed to do? Like, what? My customer service was so on point. I don't play, like, I love to make people feel good. And if I feel like, if you pay, paying a certain amount of money, you deserve the top. You do. You know, you deserve the top quality. When I, my email preference, I, if I don't return you, I like to return my emails 24 hours or less. I don't play that shit. I do not, if it go over a day, I'm hot. Yeah. When I email people back, they're like, oh my God, you emailed me back so fast. I'm like, girl, what? What do you, so people don't email back the same day? Like, yeah. what the hell? And I'm like, y'all really don't. My customer service. So like I said, I feel like me working at the mall and customer service, me doing concierge, me being in art, me taking my sewing class and me taking my cooking class in high school and all of that shit is playing into this now. Mm-hmm. And it's just so weird how I be sitting back on some days like, wow, this really came full circle. This is weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird, but God does everything for a reason, child. So, with that being said, what three things make you feel like your ultimate woman? Mm. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, let me think. <laughs> ultimate woman. Um my family as long as I got my family in a good position I feel like a boss ass woman like when I can tell my husband I'm gonna cover this you just sit back this month cause I got it that makes me feel like you know I'm. Re- as long as I'm taking care of home I feel like a boss ass woman um Second is my business. As long as I'm able to run my business and do what I got to do, I definitely feel like I'm on my game. I'm on my shit. I'm a boss-ass woman. I feel good about, you know, being myself. I feel good about being myself. Third thing is, when I finally finally get the time and I get dressed and everything, yeah, that also makes me feel good. You know, getting pretty because I do that like once every four months now. Wow. You know, you feel good. And when people, you know, I'm going to add a fourth thing. <laughs> yeah. When people come to me and compliment my business and tell me, you know, how good the service was and, you know, when people acknowledge what I'm doing, mm-hmm. that makes me feel good about myself. Because, 
I sacrifice so much. So when I actually see people like acknowledging what I'm doing and what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. that definitely makes me feel like a woman, like a good woman about what I'm doing. That's good. And I completely understand everything you said. Um, when it comes to being a mother, how would you describe that? <laughs> oh my why are you gonna ask this question during this quarantine time <laughs> why are you gonna ask this question <laughs> can he give you the pre-quarantine answer <laughs> now, I don't even know the pre-quarantine I'm eight oh, days now if you on my story I posted I had got a package and it had like the little popcorn things in there my children decided to spill those stuff all over the damn floor no. I posted I've been posting my day you know day one day two I said day whatever the F this is I don't even know like I'm just um <sighs> being a mom is patience like it's definitely patience it's, it's patience child I don't know what else to say um <laughs> Like, you know how it is. Like, we yelling all day. We fussing all day. But then when they go to sleep, we like, oh, my baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how that go? Um, they definitely, they give me purpose. They fuel me. They give me this drive because we got to take care of our babies, you know? And, but, <laughs> there's a but. <laughs> See, with my boys, they're mommy boys. I breastfed both of my sons for two years. So they are very attached. And with this and us being in the house now, it's like a that's my mommy. No, that's my mommy. No, it's my mommy. Mommy, that's my mommy. No, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I be looking at my husband like, get him. Like, yeah. He's like, but they do what you. And I'm like, oh my God. Mm. But parenthood is from somebody who said that she was never having kids I was I was like I'm never having kids oh, I don't like kids get y'all get y'all goddamn kids away from me <laughs> I listen people want to let me babysit I'm the mean aunt like my nieces and nephews like, oh, no. if listen if my niece or nephew like do something and my sister will go to them my sister is you know she be like alright I'm calling Akiki they're like no don't call Akiki <laughs> I'm that person. Like, I don't like everybody kids now. Yeah. So when I when I had them, I was like, oh shit, I'm a parent and I have children. Like, I was as shocked as I was with my second child as I was with the first. I was like, um, listen, I'm pregnant with a second child. I said the Lord gave me a girl. Okay, I'm gonna let you rock this time. And the second time I was, I, I already made the registry boyish. I said, I know this is a boy. Aww. I know this is a boy. And when that nurse called me, she was like, So you want to know? I said, Yes. She was like, It's a girl. I said, Get off my phone. I was so upset. I was so upset. And I have the most girliest girls, and I'm a tomboy because I'm the last of four boys. I'm the only girl. Oh my God. I was just yeah, like, I why? I why do I, I have girls? Girl? I can't even have a girl. I don't even, I wouldn't even know what to do with her. Like, I wouldn't even know. She probably probably like, girl, stop crying. Shut up. Like, that's how, because my boy lot. is so rough. It's a lot. And so I'm, I'm such a boy mom. Like, when I was on that table pregnant with my second son, and I'm sitting there talking, and she's like, are you okay? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just praying to God that it's not a girl. She's like, you're praying to God that you don't have a girl? Hell yeah, I don't want no girl. Child, you stupid. I don't want no goddamn girl. 
They're like, well, you got one boy. Maybe you want a girl. No, the hell, I don't. I don't want no girl. They're like, why you don't want a girl? Because I was a damn girl. And me and my mom ain't get along for shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you deal with the um, pressures of having brown sons and living up north and yeah. with the environment and everything? <sighs> so... <laughs> Girl, you getting into some questions. Um, because <laughs> that was like my fear is yes, I do want a son, but how do I protect him with this life that's here? So, um, we live in the county, mm-hmm. um, it's a bunch of foreigners. Our block is very quiet, there is like no life on this damn block, like whatsoever. Um, my son goes to the top private school in Pennsylvania and it's two black boys in his class. The rest is white. Um, it's two kindergarten classes. It's four black boys total out of 22 boys. Um, so we always knew that we was going to put our son in like the best school possible. But when we got to this school, we just knew it was different. Like they had parent cocktail hours and like all this other this child is it's, it's a definitely definitely a culture shock. Yeah. So um when we were trying to explain it my son, his name is Kendall, my six year old, you know, we told him I said, you know, Kendall, you may not see a lot of people that look like you. Because what we do tell my son is that you're a brown boy, you're smart, you're handsome, you know, and we kind of repeat those things daily, like in a it's an hour away from our home. So when we're driving him to school, we have him say those things. So um I don't know. I was I was always raised out in the county. I was always the black girl amongst white girls. Um, you know, my stepdad is white. He I'm how old am I? I'm thirty one. My stepdad been in my life for twenty seven years. So I was always exposed to diversity. Um, It was never a black and white thing to me until these past couple of years. Um, Even my stepdad, my stepdad full-blown Italian, he be calling white people crackers, child, I can't. Um, (laughs) I'm like, Papa, you are white. Like, stop it. He like, fuck, I'm not. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we haven't gotten to that point yet of explaining all of this to him but Kendall definitely knows that he's a black boy and things are different for white boys and black boys um we haven't gotten into exposing him to girl he don't even know about this virus we haven't gotten to exposing him to like the truths of the world because we think he's 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 at the point where he can't even like fully understand you know my son is like he's extremely intelligent and he will sit there and pick everything but why but why you know so i feel like once he gets older and he's venturing out into this world by himself which probably be like 15 because i'm one of those moms child um then that's when i'll tell him and I'm praying to God that by the age of 10 and 15, all of this shit is done, you know. But for right now, I feel safe. Um, I've been in this neighborhood since I was seven. 
so you know police officers and everything like well acquainted you know I still honestly as much as hate as much hate as for police officers as people have I still look at police officers and I still tell them thank you you know I still I don't have no hate in my heart because everybody not the same you know um so as far as raising my black boys in this world I feel like my sons are going to be okay okay and if the tables turns then that's when I'll definitely sit them down tell them listen this is this is what it is but for right now where we're at the time that we're in we're not at that point so but I definitely my sons are definitely well aware that they are black and that shit is different for black people I don't go into depth about it but they definitely know that white people can do certain shit and black people can't (laughs) so that's that's as far as we got with that whole you know ordeal yeah. And you don't want to put like this assumption fear into them so young for them not to feel like they can express themselves. Right. So I think, you know, tiptoeing into it is, is fine. Yeah, just easing. And then also with my son, <laughs> with my son, you know how kids are. I don't need him going to school saying, yes. my mom said white people are yes. terrible. So I don't. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> right. Don't have those so conversations. You know, we have to really end it. Then we had this thing with going back and forth, like, should we put him in a black school so, you know, he can toughen up and da 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 da? Or should we break our fucking necks to keep him in this private school so he can have the best ed- education that there is? And we just all gonna have to deal with this diversity change. Like, or it even like the fact that you travel, he can come with you on trips and you can still show him different cultures. I think that's primarily the what should be the focus for anyone with kids. Is exactly. We take, take him out of this element. Exactly. He goes away for every birthday. We don't do birthday parties because, like I said, you know, me and kids don't, um, we don't. Uh, yeah, so. Because <laughs> I'm starting to parties. No, we don't do, uh-uh. We don't do. So he goes away for his birthday. If he asks, like, the way Kendall be talking, y'all, it's not even. It's, like, <laughs> I know my child's spoiled, but the way Kendall be talking, like, he be like, so I'm going to Orlando for my birthday. You know, da 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 And we'll take his ass to Orlando. Yeah. So last, last year, um, we just booked a flight because it was cheap. We took him to Miami or whatever. We took both our sons to Miami. Family trip. Um, you know, Miami's like my second favorite city. So we're in Miami. He like, I'm going to drive a Lamborghini. Oh, no. I, said, I said, okay, you know, but this is my thing. Okay, baby, then you're going to drive a Lamborghini. You're going to drive a Lamborghini. You know, I'm not one of them parents like, no, you're not. What you talking about? You know, but if you want to drive a Lamborghini, drive a Lamborghini. And I swear to God, we were leaving the aquarium, and we stopped at this freaking hot dog stand, and this orange Lamborghini pulled up to us, and I said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I said, because that's all he'd been asking. He wanted to see a Lamborghini. He like, even if I just see a Lamborghini, mom. I'm like, all right, baby. And you know, it's Miami. I'm like, you'll probably see one. Like, you know, but we were staying in like Northern Miami. We wasn't staying on South Beach. So I'm like, I don't know, baby. Like, this is where all of the old people and the workers live. So I don't know. Child, this Lamborghini pulled up next to us. He said, Mom, it's a Lamborghini. 
but even he even he like he would see like a Mustang and say it's a Lamborghini. I'm like, that's not a Lamborghini, Kendall. It's a Mustang, you know, like so any foreign car he thought he saw was a Lamborghini. Bitch, when I looked, I said, Oh shit, it's a fucking Lamborghini. But that's what kids do, they manifest things and you know, you don't want to block no. that. So not only did this boy see a Lamborghini, I looked at my husband, I said, Is it okay? You know, cause I'm like, Is it okay? If- I asked him if we can just take a quick ride in the car. Yeah. And I think they were like French. Yeah. And I said, hey, you know, my son is obsessed with Lamborghinis. Can you just, you know, show him the car? I said, can you show him the car? So he opened the door. He said, sure. Opened the door, dropped the top. My son losing his goddamn mind. He said, you want to drive it? Oh, no. Girl. He let my son drive that goddamn Lamborghini. Oh, wow. Sitting in the passenger seat, like this is the craziest <laughs> shit that has ever happened to me. Yeah. He's like, "Mommy, I told you I was gonna drive a Lamborghini in Miami, and I drive a Lamborghini in Miami, and I'm gonna buy a Lamborghini, and I'm gonna get you a Lamborghini." And I'm like, <laughs> "But when I sat there, I said, yo, this is crazy because this is what we work so hard for. This is I'm working so hard for to provide you this. You are five year old. You're five years old." going to Miami and you freaking drove a Lamborghini after you just saw Free Willy bro. I don't know the name of the whale we just call him Free Willy because <laughs> he was like I want to see a whale yeah. and that's what we told him yeah, you know and I'm just like I got to keep going hard like little moments like that is just like keep doing what you're doing because yeah. you providing I, Kendall is six I did not have that damn, I ain't traveled <laughs> well I ain't seen none of that none of none of that and I'm like this is the life that I said that we said that we was providing for our children like traveling the top school so I ain't got no choice but to go hard you gotta go kids will do that for you and you know him just having that experience he's gonna share with someone else right and they're gonna share with someone else so what they girl his classmates was like you lying I go, uh-uh, he ain't like, I, I got the pictures. I'm that mom that's like, uh-uh, look, I got the picture. It's just him driving it. <laughs> right. But so, it, it, it fuels you. It just it just makes you feel good and makes you actually want to go, like, ten times harder. Mm-hmm. They need that. And they need to see you happy about what you're doing. And to mm-hmm. have two parents that's happy about what they're doing, like, y'all doing what y'all supposed to do. He knows. He be telling people, he be like, my mom and dad entrepreneurs. My mom is chef. He like her name cooking with Kia. My baby don't play. It's good. Like one time I was gig and I had my cooking with Kia shirt and he's like, I told you she cooking with Kia. I told you that's my mom. That's how my son is. <laughs> that boy don't play. <laughs> so for um for women, why would you say it's important for women to find their purpose? <sighs> I feel like, and I'm going to be very, very honest. Women, we tend we're nurturers. And we take care of everybody else. We take care of the kids. We take care of our, of our men, our parents, you know, everybody else. And I feel like we lose ourselves when we solely focus on that. Like, with my first son, I lost myself. Like, I was gone. Mm-hmm. I was gone. And my husband was like, what are you doing? I'm like, what? And then I looked in the mirror one day. I said, oh, yeah, I'm totally gone. I was yeah. gone. Yeah. I was 
crazy breast milk all stained up and yeah but um I feel like it's so important for us to find our purpose because we need that self like we need that self knowing we need to know that at the end of the day if it's just down to me or you know you by yourself you will be okay like girl hold on but um yeah I feel like having that self-purpose is definitely it's like self-purpose is like self-healing to me knowing that I'm okay in this world by myself if I didn't have anybody else in this world minus my baby and my husband (laughs) I'm gonna be absolutely okay it gives me that little pep in my step and that little confidence that I need to get through you know get through everything that we're going through you know before and I won't lie before I started this business I wasn't as confident in myself like but now that I have this like you know and I have this going on and everything I know at the end of the day regardless of what happened God forbid even if I lose my husband I'm gonna be good Mm -hmm. so having that self-purpose is like important we just it helps our sanity you know it brings us a nice little peace of mind and it like it just brings me it honestly it brings me peace you know so um i think a society does a lot of making women feel like they need to have this person to have these friends or you won't be anybody and it's kind of like no that's incorrect (laughs) listen when i tell you i'm not saying i can't stand a woman like this because this is where i'm coming from my mom like i said my stepdad been in our lives forever he took care of my mom i ain't never seen my mom work a job never but I also saw how she solely relied on yeah, I that know. man. That wasn't me. I, 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 yeah, no. I told my mom that. Uh-uh. <laughs> Hell no. Yeah. No. Because now I got to do this. I have to. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. Nigga, no. No. <laughs> I can't. Like, So when I see women that are like solely relying on the income of their man and the next year, you know, that nigga cheating on them and he done put her out the he done put her out the goddamn house. No. Right. This is my triplex. Y'all ain't put me out of nowhere. Right. It's my, this is my <laughs> my shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is the utmost important for women to have their own, especially during these times. Because we need to rely on ourselves before we rely on another human. And that's just, I'm not even going to elaborate on that. That's just period. Like, child. Even you, married, you guys are a team. Still you, got my own. You wouldn't feel comfortable being within the marriage, being who you are, yeah. not bringing something to the household. No. Nope. Because you don't know what I'm not to him. And it's kind of like and that. You know what? That's why he married me. 
he said because at the end of the day i know if anything was to happen to me you're gonna be just okay you're gonna be okay he said you're gonna be better than okay like when i tell you i motivate him and he motivate me like we are we the best business partners like i be shooting ideas at him he be shooting ideas at me like you got at in these time and days you have got to bring something to the table. You see them posts where they're like, I am the table. I'm the whole table. Right. I'm a 10 foot table. Okay. <laughs> 10 yeah. foot, 20 foot table. Yeah. So I strongly believe in having something of your own is imperative because what I've learned and what I've actually witnessed over these years, the women who have nothing for themselves and solely rely on a man get dogged out the worst. That whole housewife shit is out the window. <laughs> I, I used to have my residents used to be like, so you work full time, and well, what do you do when you get home? Well, your husband allows you to. I'd be looking Hello? at them like, Hello. I'd be looking at them like it is 2018. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I put up money for the bills. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I saw them posting, it was like, if you um putting up money for rent or da da da, you're living with your roommate, not your boyfriend or husband. No. And I'm like, no, y'all living with niggas that's walking all over y'all and cheating on y'all because y'all ain't putting up shit. Like that's what y'all living with. Like you know. Yeah. But yeah, women, we gotta have our own. We it's it's important. You have to. You gotta have some kind of purpose out in this world and. Don't be relying on not one single person but your damn self. Completely agree. So, for you, do you know at least three women on their grind and with a similar mindset like you that you're like, okay, you know, I got your back on this, you got my back on this, I support you in this? I damn sure do. I know more than three. Okay. So, okay. hold on, because I'm going to pull up the Instagram. Um, so I met a lot of amazing women. My first retreat that I worked was the women in retreat. Um, Milano, she hosted it. That was her retreat. She does women in retreats. Um, I catered two of them for her. And during those times, I met some pretty amazing women. So my, we call each other sisters. And that's just period. We're sisters now. Like, so um the real leah she is the boss of mink girl she does wigs that's my sister for life like-minded hustler go hard um keisha from ete hair that's my sister milan from milano de rouge that's my sister she's a hustler um moi sheriff uh, mariam that's my sister she's a badass hustler like the these women, <laughs> when I tell you these women that I'm mentioning go harder than I do, mm-hmm. when I think I'm doing something and I see them working in one day and 20, I'd be like, oh shit, let me step my game up. Right. They go hard. Our Mancy, she is like hard. Um, Lynn, she's down in Maryland, she go hard. My sister Shay, she go hard. Like, I met all these women at this first retreat and when I tell you we clicked it was just it, it was just crazy like I love them so much we linked up this is 2020 mm-hmm. I think we linked up probably two three years ago 
and we still stay in touch we still post each other we still support each other it's like it's honestly ridiculous like seeing these women having these women in my life because before I didn't have them I'm like oh I'm doing my thing but seeing these women and they say the same about me and I'm like no bitch you hustling they're like no you hustling I'm like no you hustling right. like <laughs> right. having them in my life just makes me want to like take it up 10 notches like right now if I go on half day pages and I'll see what they did today compared to what I did today yeah. I will probably be up to 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> Right. Yeah, they they put they push we push each other without even knowing that we're doing it. Like it's just amazing, like the bond that we have with each other and how we uplift and motivate each other is and support each other is just it's beautiful and it's ridiculous. Like and I was telling Milan, I'm like, you don't even know what you started, like this thing right here that we got is forever. Mm-hmm. It's like you really built this sisterhood of like-minded bosses. And it's just, it's crazy. I love them to death. Love them to death. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, in the next five years, what would you like to see more for women like happen in the next five years? Honestly, I feel like the world is starting to realize that we're not fucking around mm-hmm. like like within this year I've been seeing not even just for like black women but women period like I've been seeing statistics mm-hmm. say black women owned companies are on the rise black women owned companies are they taking over the percentage of <laughs> black women millionaires and women millionaires ratio to men are really we starting to really get yeah. up there you know with the men so I feel like in five years girl (laughs) we running everything yeah we running everything because you gotta remember us women we be the backbone Mm -hmm. you know we be the backbone to a lot when these men fall down we be the ones that be taking on everything so I feel like in five years (laughs) child we gonna have our female president we need it. I don't know why they so resistant. <laughs> we need. We gonna have our female president and women after that. Girl, it's a wrap. Once we get that female president in the office, please. Yeah. I want. I want please. the question to change. You know, like when people see a woman and they're like, "Oh, you don't have a husband." I want people to ask men. So you, you still dating girls? You don't have a wife? Yeah. I want. You that. don't have a wife, right? Please. Like, what are you doing? Please. <laughs> Please, you stupid if you ain't got a wife. You lonely. Listen. Me, I feel like women really, and I feel like this boost of female entrepreneurs that took over like these last two years has motivated so many other females that now a lot more females are wanting their own. Like, I feel like females are starting to realize, like, you know what? I can do this shit by myself. I can do this on my own. You know, look at this person. Look at this person. So now that they have more people that they can look at and, you know, we're not looking at just Bill Gates and we're not looking at, you know, all these men. Now y'all seeing way more females on the cover of Forbes magazine. You know, like, I feel like now that, that we, we already at this point. So now... It's, it's like over we taking over like <laughs> as we need to cause the world needs us hello we smart <laughs> perspective uh, a different push 
you know. And me, yeah. Beyond the house. We are beyond mm-hmm. the house. We do it all, and men can't do what we do. That's at the end of the day. Right. Right. Y'all can't do what we do, and y'all can't do it with the finesse that we do, and y'all can't do it with the poise that we. Ho- Why is this? I'm sorry, this car is going down the wrong way in my block. <laughs> we do it with poison, you know, finesse and beauty, and y'all don't do it the way we do it, you know. So, five years from now, it's gonna be our world. I like that. Well, Kia, tell the people where to find you, or how how to get a class, and you know how to connect. So, please follow me on Instagram. It's Kia Denise, K I A D E N I S E. I host my virtual cooking classes on Periscope, and my name is K Denise One. Um, email me if you need advice. My email is contact at kiadenise.com or DM me. I'm always dropping gems. Let me know. Um, yeah, you can reach me on those three things. Nice, nice, nice. I love it. I want to hear more from you. Anything that you're doing. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.